Good morning. I invite you to all come in and have a seat and uh, we'll sing some songs. A few less people today, so you have to sing loud. Uh, we're going to sing some songs out of the hymn book today, so I, I, there's no words. We don't have somebody prepared to do that. So the first one is song number 213, Because He Lives. <coughs> Two thirteen, because he lives. God sent his son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, he and forgive, he lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives. But greater still, the calm assurance this child can face on certain days because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. And then one day, I'll cross the river, I'll fight life's fine, no war with pain. And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. Good morning. If you have your bulletins on you, now is the time to take them out to look at the announcements that we have in coming up for this week. Uh, the first is starting this afternoon at 2.30 p.m. is Senior Celebration. That is at the Austin Evangelical Fellowship Church. 
Uh, so make sure to put that down. If you are a senior that is looking forward to doing some celebrating. So senior celebration today. Uh, Wednesday, prayer meeting at the church at 2 p.m. And beginning this week, Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. That is when Kids Connect is kicking off. We've been looking forward to that for a long time, and it is finally starting. So uh, if you have kids that are going to that, then make sure that they do. And if not, I would ask that you pray for Kids Connect, uh, that it'll be a great kickoff. Also, if you are interested in doing snacks for Kids Connect, talked uh, to Amy Taves uh, as soon as you possibly can. She's looking to organize uh, the, uh, the snack schedule for the rest of the year. So talk to Amy if you can give snacks to Kids Connect. Then next Sunday, uh, 9.45, Adult Sunday School and worship service as well. We will be talking about Jonah chapter 2. It'll be a great Sunday. Skipping down, October 26th. That was this past week. We had our first Moms and Tots. I'm told it went great. Uh, the second and fourth Thursday of every month. That is when we will be having Moms and Tots. So make sure to mark that down. If you know any other uh, mothers with small children under the age of five, uh, then make sure to let them know that there is a group just for them going on. Uh, November 10th, YFC is having their fundraiser banquet. You sign up for that online. Uh, so if you go online, then you can sign up for that. If you don't know how to do that, come talk to Dawson when he gets back or talk to me. I can figure it out for you as well. Nacho Mamas is going to be doing the food for that. It is going to be delicious. So that's November 10th, uh, but you want to sign up for that ASAP. Uh, November 10th to 12th, also there's going to be the Deeper Life Weekend that is going on at Austin Evangelical. Colin has been uh, just excitedly talking my ear off on that one. It is going to be on the topic of prayer, so November 10th to 12th. Uh, look that down. There's a poster in the back if you want to find out more information on that. And November 12th, we are having our potluck for November. And November 19th, we are having child dedication. So look forward to that. If you're looking to become a member uh, or share on a Sunday morning, come talk to me. Uh, apart from that, my in-office hours are 1 to 5, Tuesday to Friday. There's a chance I might be in a bit late on Tuesday. I got a doctor's appointment that morning and probably it'll be done by then, uh, but just know that. Uh, and then apart from that, we are still needing two children's uh, church teachers ages three to six and a children's ed chairperson. We are going to be having elections when we have our congregational meeting on the 22nd, so uh, continue to pray for that. Uh, it is an important part in the life of the church, and make sure to keep that in your prayers. All right. Then our call to worship today comes from Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundations on the seas and he built it in the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies, they will receive the Lord's blessing and have right standing with God their Savior. They alone may enter God's presence and worship the God of Israel. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord invincible in battle. Open up ancient gates, open up ancient doors, and let the King of glory enter. Who is the King of glory, the Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory.
I, I just realized I don't have a number for this song, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross. Is that in the hymn book? Does anybody be, look that up and see if there's a... Well, if it isn't, then we'll hope... Pardon me? 385? 385, Jesus Keep Me Near the Cross. Jesus, keep me near the cross, there a precious fountain, free to all a healing stream, flows from Calvary's mountain, in the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever, till trembling soul love and mercy found me there the bright and morning star sheds its beams around me in the cross in the cross be my glory ever till my raptured soul Near the cross, O Lamb of God, bring its scenes before me. Help me walk from day to day with its shadows o'er me. In the cross, in the cross, be my glory ever till sin. 201. Why are you here today? I am here because of God's grace. That's the only reason. It's because of God's grace.
grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt, yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold threaten the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold, points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. Dark is the stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is flowing a crimson tide. Whiter than snow you may be today. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. If you would like to stand for the last verse, feel free. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace, freely bestowed on all who believe. You who are longing to see his face. Will you this moment His grace receive? Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. You may be seated. Uh, we'll sing one more before Pastor Russell comes up. Blessed Assurance, number 345. Blessed Assurance, number 345. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, 
praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight, visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. Filled with His goodness, lost in His love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, praising Savior all the day long. We have a number of items that we're going to be praying for today. Uh, we see there newlyweds Naomi and Ben, but we're also going to be praying for the entire, uh, all of the clans that have made their trip out there. Uh, now they are trying to find their way home after booking with a different airline that doesn't exist anymore <laughs> after Swoop shut down. So it's a bit complicated, but at the same time, we want to pray for them as they come home. I was told that the wedding was absolutely wonderful, and so hooray for that. Um, praise the Lord for that. Also, college and university students, it was midterms. Uh, over the last couple weeks and so I think that that is done now and so now we get to wait for the marks to come in as far as midterms and midterm assignments go so we want to pray in many ways doubly hard right now so there we are and we want to pray for Daryl Daly uh, he has an angioplasty coming up on Friday uh, and as you know, over the last couple uh, months to a year, uh, his heart has been getting progressively worse. So uh, there's something, I can tell you for a fact, there's something in that waiting for something to be done and not knowing when it will be done that just gets you every time. And so I will say, let's pray for Daryl. So please bow your heads with me now. Our God, we come before you first in a word of praise. We praise you for the wedding of Naomi and Ben. We thank you so much that it went over so well. We thank you so much that everybody I've talked to says that it has been a 
wonderful evening that they will remember all their lives, a wonderful evening of praising you as well. And God, we thank you for this happy couple. God, we pray a blessing on their marriage over the years to come. We pray a blessing on the process of immigration that is already proving to be a headache, but we pray that it'll get sorted out and that soon they can truly begin their new life together in, in the way that they want to. So God, we pray a blessing on them. And we also want to pray for everybody that is now coming home. God, we pray that all the rest of the details get sorted out as far as with the changes that have happened in air travel and for those that are driving. God, we pray that it is all worked out. And we look forward to seeing when everybody is home as well. And God, we want to pray next for our college and our university students following midterms. God, we pray that they have gone well, and we pray that when the marks start rolling in, we will see that all of that studying and all of that hard work paid off. God, we pray for each and every one of them as they are going through this time of, this new time in their lives. And God, we thank you for those years, and we pray a blessing on them. But we pray the marks are good. And God, finally, we want to pray for Daryl. We want to thank you so very much that he managed to get on for the angioplasty this coming Friday. But we also know that there is a fair amount of anxiety that comes into that with such a long wait. And God, we pray that the procedure will go off without a hitch. And even more than that, we pray that out the far side, it will be exactly what was needed and he will feel better than he has felt in years. It has been a long time that he has gone through this and he has been on our minds the entire time. And so God, we pray for healing. We pray be with the doctors. God, we pray that when the cardiologist finally that appointment comes that it'll maybe even get sped up faster than we are expecting. God, we pray for Daryl and we pray that he will soon be at a point where this, this episode of his life is put behind him. God, all of these things we put before you and now we pray for Wayne as he talks about care. God, we pray that you give them the words to speak so that they speak to us exactly where we need to be for our own lives and those around us. God, we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, Children's Church. I remembered this time. It's time to go. Your teachers are in the back. And have fun. Wayne. Well, good morning. Good to see you again. I'm going to come closer to you because you're far away. And maybe it's just the counselor and me, but it feels like it's too, too much of a distance. <laughs> and as long as this is going to be okay for the mic. Yeah, okay. Um, it's, been, it's, been good. it's been good for me. I don't know what it's been like for you um, to be able to share these things to, with you um, in our little series of seminars here. Um, 
And as we've been kind of, you know, making our way through different things, it's one of those things where we recognize the limits of it in terms of time and, and content, not to give too much that it feels overwhelming and too little that it feels like it's, we haven't waited in deep enough. So hopefully we've found a bit of a, a middle ground with that. And um, the last thing that we're going to talk about today is caring for yourself um, in, in terms of how do we, you know, we don't have enough time, of course, to go through all the different kinds of strategies and interventions for anxiety, for depression, for all the other things that the life throws at us. So how do we kind of take care of ourselves regardless of what we're dealing with? And I think there are some basic things um, that we can do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis in order to take care of ourselves well. Um, and, you know, it's it, all the, the, just the, some of the things that we just talked about today, or in, even the prayer time with Think About Daryl, and that, what, what stuck out to me is, is the waiting time. Right? That, that waiting is hard. Um, and there's a term that gets, I, I, I don't know, I've just been thinking about it this week of, um, they call it liminal space. And it's the space that is between departure and arrival where you're not quite at A, but you're not at B, so where are you in the middle of it? And, and I think that, lim that waiting for anything and everything, uh, especially the more meaningful it is for us, is liminal space. And they suggest that liminal space is the most, most teachable space, not to romanticize it. Um, but if I think of different times, and I think we can all think of different times in terms of um, transitions, life transitions, of all sorts, um, grief, I think, is a big liminal space. Um, where we do, looking back, we d it did teach us a lot. Um, I, I use that phrase, I don't know why, always it in regards to my truck, um, but we were talking about, uh, that's a whole story I don't want, I'm not talking about today, but um, when I purchased my, my, my truck, uh, it, caught, or it, it taught me a lot. Um, and I always say that when we learn a lot, there's a, the, the cost of tuition is pretty high. <laughs> so I think that's like that in life, though, in general. I think if whenever we learn, there's going to be tuition. Um, anyway, that's a bit of a rabbit trail, but I don't know why I brought that up exactly, but I, I trust that somewhere along the lines it lands for somebody. This whole idea uh, of, of taking care of ourselves, we're going to talk briefly about feeling rest and play and what those mean for us day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year. Um, this is a kind of a, uh, not a kind of, this is a Gordon Neufeld kind of triangle. Um, Self-care is something that's been really, I think probably over the last decade, has really kind of been popularized. Um, and and with, within YFC, uh, so part of my role is staff care. So self-care has been, has been a big thing that's been talked about a lot. And it's been one of those things of, uh, I think that there's been a lot of misunderstanding of what self-care is. And I think a lot of times what happens with self-care is it gets convoluted with self-indulgence. Um, and, and so we'll, hopefully we'll unpack what actual self-care looks like. Um, and it's more than just going and doing your favorite thing or the thing that is actually distracting you of the thing that you actually need to take care of. And that's what I find often, especially with, with staff people that we're working with, um, you know, that I'm working with, one of the first questions I'll ask them is, what is, you know, when you talk about self-care, what does it look like for you? And they'll make, give, it, give me a list of things 
that really, um, that, and when I say self-indulgence, I don't always mean just like it's, it's self-centered, but it's really, it's, it's trying to, it's distracting. They don't really notice that all the other things that they're going through, but it doesn't actually care for themselves. Um, and so these three things, playfulness, restfulness, and um, feelingfulness, which um, Dr. Neufeld says, there's no such word as feelingfulness. <laughs> he said, I just needed, needed another nest word, so I made one up. Um, so it, recognize that it's, it's a very intentional, that there is no such word, but it, it does fit. But we're going to talk about restfulness uh, first off. Um, rest is not the absence of our feelings. Rather, it is a place where we can experience them. And this is something that we, we, I think is an important part of, um, of rest. So one of the things I do with, with YSC, my role is they, um, YSC has a retreat center at uh, a place, a community, small community called Honeymoon Bay on Vancouver Island. So I get to go there two or three times a year and either I'm helping out with individual retreats or I'm leading and facilitating um, couples retreats. And one of the things that we talk about there, we, we really give people uh, the first evening um, a strong direction with is that you are hopefully here to find some rest. Um, and rest is a move away from work, but, but one of the things is that we try to help people bring the perspective of rest doesn't mean the absence of feeling, and rest doesn't maybe mean the absence of feeling the things you need to feel. The, the illustration I always give for this is that for, for parents, grandparents, and, and, and even if you just have you know, little ones in your life in general. Um, you know, when our kids were especially more so little, but even it still happens, I think. But so they come back from school, um, or maybe they come back from camp, or whatever, where they've been away from you for a period of time. They come in, and the first thing you ask them, how was your day? And the, maybe the first thing is, oh, fine. And then they sit down at the, the island or the table, or whatever, and you, you start throwing them some snacks and some drinks, and you start talking more. And then what happens often? All the things of the day start coming out. This teacher was, was, um, didn't give me an A. Um, that you know, student didn't pick, pick me for their team. Um, I fell down, I scraped my knee at, at recess, but I didn't tell anybody. Da, 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 da. All the stuff starts coming out. And why is that, right? I mean, I remember um, uh, uh, some friends of ours, they, they talked about when they, they picked up their kid from camp and she was, um, uh, you know, they hugging all her friends and all her counselor, and she was, you know, laughing and having a great time. Gets in the truck, and they don't even make it to the end of the, the road at Valley View. And they say, Oh, how's your week? And she starts bawling, and it was awful, and blah, 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 and all these things. All the bad things that came out, right? 20 minutes of all the bad things and how bad the food was, da da da. And then after the end of 20 minutes, <sighs> And I met this person and this person. The horses were great, and all the good things came out. So, and so sometimes it, it's very confusing. And for parents, sometimes it can, can be very confusing. And sometimes we, can, we accuse our kids, like, is this how he treated your teacher all day? Probably not. He tried to teach, you know, and we, we get the stuff that's all the hard things. Why is that? It's because that's how the brain is designed. So kids go off to school. They go off to camp. They go off to a friend's place, even sometimes grandma and grandpa's place, wherever. And there are all wounding environments, mostly not intentional, right? At school, maybe a teacher says something that is, is they didn't really mean, but it's interpreted in a different way. Maybe they are picked last for, for the team. Maybe they are compared to so-and-so. Maybe they do get a low mark, right? It's a very, very wounding environment. And what, basically what the brain does is it says, we're not going to feel all of this 
because there's not enough emotional safety. So the brain says, no, thank you. We're just going to leave this kind of... It's like if you can picture kind of an armor around the heart and the arrows go in, but not all the way in. They're not felt all the way. And then what happens when they get home and hopefully there's, there's enough... It doesn't have to be perfect, enough emotional safety, and the armor falls off. And then the arrows go all the way in. And then all the upset comes in. So it's exactly how it's designed. We cannot feel the things that we need to feel if there's not enough emotional safety. Rest provides emotional safety to feel the things we need to feel. So when we tell staff at Honeymoon Bay, we say, look, this is not about not feeling all the hard things that you're trying to get away from, right? You're retreating from something, but you're also retreating to rest. And we just try to give people the perspective that you might feel hard things here. And hopefully that's exactly as it's designed because you have support and you have care and you have love to recover from those things. So rest is not an absence of feelings. It's actually a place to, to feel them. Um, what do we rest from? We rest from striving, from meeting our own needs, from holding back what could be felt, from work. And work is always something that needs an outcome. Okay, that's, that's the difference between work and play. Play doesn't need a specific outcome to be beneficial. Often work does, where we have to you know, make X amount of things. We have to do this, da-da-da-da. Um, rest is where growth happens, right? I, I spent years working with a couple guys who did a lot of, of uh, work in the gym, and they not just, you know, they, they liked to work out, but they knew a lot, but they just, you know, they always... They talked about the idea of recovery days, right? You need your recovery days. You know, they, they actually, I remember the one story they told us that there was a guy who, he was very new to the gym and he just wanted to have really big arms. And so he went into the gym and spent two hours just doing single arm workouts. And, and he like tore every muscle he could find in his body, right? Um, there's no such thing as, as instant results with that, of course. But, but rest is actually happens. The rest doesn't happen in the workout. I mean, sorry. The growth doesn't happen in the workout. The workout actually tears the muscle down, and then the recovery happens when the, when the muscle grows again, right, and grow, grows stronger. So rest is where growth happens, um, which is something that we, we don't actually appreciate that much. Um, and, and the idea, so one of the things that's interesting for me is, you know, growing up in a, in, in a Mennonite uh, background um, church, right? This is our, our and, and a lot of, there's a lot of like-minded folks in our area, is that there's a pretty high um, emphasis put on Sabbath, right? Um, specifically not working on Sabbath. Now, probably to a certain degree, you know, a little bit legalistic at times with that, but at the same time, it's just this very much an ingrained thing of Sundays, we don't do the normal things. We probably don't mow. We probably don't work on our cars as much as we probably don't, 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 right? Um, and the appreciation for being with YFC is that we teach Sabbath um, as part of the, the um, foundations program, part of our training program, in part because a lot of faith traditions actually don't hold the Sabbath nearly as tightly as um, Anabaptists do. And for a lot of people, um, a, lot of, a lot of Christians, Sabbath, Sundays, is just one more day to get as much stuff as we can to get done. And it is actually, a, it's for some people, the, when we start teaching it, it's like a brand new thing for them. 
And it's, it's like a big discipline. So I'm thankful for, you know, at times, maybe legalistic, but at times, but the, but the intention's very good, of there's a break, right? There is a break from work uh, in, in our week. Um, so the question is, you know, what's your end of the day? What I mean by that is, it's, it's kind of like your kids coming home from school and being able to unload, or at the end of the week from camp, and they come into your emotional safety and they can unload. And, and in that unloading and expression comes a lot of recovery. So what's your end of the day? What's your practice to be able to, and it might not be every day, okay? It might be maybe every few days or every week or every whatever it might be. But it's one of those things where we recognize that we're like a sponge, right? And, and I don't want to get all into that, but if you picture yourself like a sponge, and we need the expression, we need to be released of the, the contents that we hold from days and days and days. Um, this will tie into other things as well, but, but um, no, I'll, I'll give that a, a illustration later. But, so play. Um, we know that play is very, very important for kids. Um, you know, the, the, you've probably seen this maybe on social media or whatever, but like um, a five-year-old is... Chances are it's not going to come home from school, let's say, or someplace and say, Mom, Dad, you know, can I talk through my day, right? They're, what they're going to say is, can, I go, can we go play, right? Because that's how kids process emotional processing and process things out. It is through play. Um, but play isn't only for kids. Play is actually, we, we need to have play throughout our whole lives to a certain degree. Um, Play doesn't have a definitive outcome. Now, not that, I de- you know, not that when you play a board game or you play a hockey game where you don't want to win, let's say, um, but in lots of ways it doesn't depend on whether you win or not, right? I am a big Jets fan, right? And I really like watching Winnipeg. I really, I feel different if I don't, if they don't win versus if they lose, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I wake up in the morning, and I go about my day, right? Whether they win or lose, it makes no difference, right? In terms of the, my, my life keeps on unfolding. Maybe the day after I'm a little bit more grumpy if they lose, but overall, you know, it's, it just keeps on unfolding. Um, but play allows you know, our emotions to come up and out. So even the idea of a, of a game, even just watching a, a game, um, and you, I mean, you certainly notice this when you're with other people, if you're actually at a, at a football game or a, or a bomber game or a Jets game, where it's, there is so many emotions that go through the course of a game, where it is like, um, maybe there's, oh, disappointment, or oh, almost a goal, or a, you know, a really great save, and then there's a, there's a goal, so there's lots of celebration, or there's a fight, and so your, your own aggression can come out, whatever it might be. There's reasons why we are so drawn to sporting events. It's because we experience things that, and sometimes people can express things that they can't express anywhere else, right? I used to play, I mean, many years ago, but I used to play commercial hockey, right? And there's just certain people where, you know, they're so, you know, very buttoned down, polite, nice people, and then you put them on skates and give them a hockey stick. And so sudden, and suddenly they just change into this different person, right? <laughs> Where all this stuff can all can come out and their aggression comes out and their, and their drive comes out. And why? Because it's an acceptable place to be able to express, 
right? Um, you know, there's very few places where I will yell and scream like I will at a Jets game or a Bomber game. I, I don't really, right? But that's a place where it's acceptable to be able to um, uh, yell and scream and, and do all sorts of things. Um, I, won't <laughs> I almost told a story that was inappropriate um, for, <laughs> for consumption. But, but thinking about just different things where, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a brief version. So we were at a football game with my, with my young daughters, okay? And um, I think they were like 7 and 10 or, or about that. And it's at a, at, a, at a bar game, and the refereeing was really suspect, okay? And so there's a number of penalties called. And so at times, a whole, you know, 30,000 group of people can kind of feel a collective outrage. And they start chanting certain things at the ref in unison, which is quite amazing that people can kind of coordinate that. But they're cursing in unison at the refs. And my, my daughters are, are looking at me wide-eyed, and they're like, Dad... What are they doing? And in that moment, I said, well, you know, this isn't right, but, you know, sometimes people just have to kind of let things out, right? And it's like nowhere else in this world would you ha ever have that, right? But there's certain times what, what play allows us is to have expression, and that allows things to come um, up and out. Um, and it doesn't count for real, right? Again, it doesn't count for real. Um, I remember uh, we, we, there was a... I had a colleague who, um, no, you know, I'll tell a different story because I don't want to get torn away here. But this, this kind of stuff came from, like, I remember, like, when our girls were, were little playing downstairs. And all of a sudden, I would hear, like, yelling and screaming. And I thought, oh, man, what's happening? And I yelled down the stairs, what's going on? Oh, nothing, we're just playing. And here the Barbies or the Polly Pockets were, like, screaming mad at each other, right? But it didn't come for real. You knew that that was, was coming from someplace right in, within, right? This was more than just Polly Pockets going at it. This was Olivia and Grace going at it. But it didn't come up for real. So at the end of the day, you know, there was, there was no consequences. Um, with Cooper, I, you know, he's 13 now, so we don't wrestle anymore. But when, when he was younger, we'd always wrestle, right? And, and it was always, he would, you know, he would get very, very wrapped up in it. And I had to have a name, and he had a name, um, and we would have these big wrestling matches, right? And, um, and, it, and all his aggression, all his frustration could come out, right? And, and <laughs> I'm a, I had a few extra bruises at times because of, uh, um, you know, there was a, maybe a, a particularly bad day at school, and, but that's where it could kind of come out, right? And it didn't count for real, right? We could, we could wrestle and throw each other around, and, and, but it didn't count for real. Um, so... Play allows us to experience the things, the emotions that we need to without accounting for real. Um, art, sport, cooking, um, hiking, music, games, board games, um, having, you know, spending time with your pets, um, riding horses, you know, it can be, a, a, you know, for some, I think for a lot of people that, that love horses, they'll, you know, they could talk a long time about how meaningful it is to spend time with your horses because horses are very intuitive animals. Um, I used to have a coworker who, who loves horses and she says, like, if, if your horse isn't having a good day, it means that you're not having a good day. And it's kind of this, whatever your horse is doing, it'll kind of give you an indicator of, of how you are, more so. 
Um, so on and on and on. All the different activities that we pursue, you know, it's not just a matter of engaging in them, but can we engage them and then actually feel them? Um, what it brings up in us. Because that's how we process. People talk, we use the word processing all the time. Right? I, and, and, and it's okay. Um, where the people talk about, you know, I, I just, I really need to process this, or I'm going to process that. And we often use that term in, in, in a limited way in terms of our, our cognitive ability to think through things. And that's important. That's absolutely important. And there's also the other piece of it was, can we actually feel it? So can we feel the sensation that these things bring up in us as a part of the processing, not just, just thinking through things? And play can definitely be a, a part of that. Um, the last part of the, uh, uh, the triangle is feelingfulness, which is just kind of blends together, right? These, all these three things, they're, you know, they're all part of the same triangle, so they all have a, a deep relationship with each other. Um, and again, it's, feelingfulness is more than just a cognitive exercise. Um, we can't just think about our emotions, we actually have to feel them. We can't just think about the sensations that we have, we actually have to feel them. Um, and our emotions are meant to take care of us. That's their role. Um, emotions are much like bodily pain, they draw our attention to where we need to go. Um, I think I've made this mention of this, right? Like I have, I'm going through um, physiotherapy right now because I have, you know, it's, it's nothing major, but it's just pain in my, in my forearms. And it comes from um, shoulders that are, are not quite, um, kind of, I've kind of ignored my shoulders for a long time in terms of how I operate. And so there's muscles in there that are, have been weakened over the years. And so these muscles have to take care of things that they were never designed to take care of. And I've been feeling this for a long time. But I just kept on thinking, well, it's probably this or it's probably that without actually ever investigating it further or talking to someone that actually knew what was going on, right? So now that I've neglected myself for years in some ways, I'm having to figure out, you know, doing exercises, and, and it's, a, it's a process, right? So ignoring our, our bodily pains and the bodily sensations that we know, oh, I think this is something I need to get taken care of, um, it comes at a consequence. And I want to say that, like our emotional selves and our physical selves have so much overlap. In lots of ways, we can just look at, our, at emotions as a physical experience. We separate them out way too much. But they're very, really, it's just a physical experience. Um, and so our emotions are meant to provide information for us. Um, for me, I mean, I have, so I feel things first. That's just my default. You know, they, they say there's three centers, they call them centers of intelligence. Um, thinking, doing, and uh, feeling, thinking, doing. And we all have a default that we do first. Um, and so my default is I feel first, okay? And, and, I, and I feel other people's stuff all the time. That's, that's what I do, and that's what I love to do. Except when I'm busy. And if I get into work mode, my feelings get pushed to the side really quickly because feelings and performance don't really go well together. So I have a whole bunch of stuff to do, or at least I think I have a whole bunch of stuff that I have to do. My feelings just get automatically defaulted as, nope, I'm not, that's, I don't really care. 
how I feel about things. And what I notice is, and I really felt this last, um, it was last spring, where it was a crazy, it was a very busy season, um, both with, with work and home, and I was just always, always, always going. And, and feeling just took a back seat. And by the time June rolled around, and at the end of June rolled around is when my, the busyness kind of stopped, I was in a, not the, I wasn't my best self. If you think about last week when I talked about, you know, sometimes depression is, is, is linked to not having things move through us, right? Not allowing our emotions to move through us and, and kind of get this stagnant, stale, um, you know, water from you know, the idea of a, a river losing its current. That was, that, that's me. When, when I do not take the time to notice what I'm noticing, to feel what I'm feeling, I, get, I start getting pretty stagnant. And my mood gets it's stuck in a very low mood. So by the time end of June rolled around, I was not my best self. And I had to get back, back, get back to myself. I'm in a season like that right now, where it's like lots of busyness. And I'm, and I'm anticipating a very, very busy November and December. And I'm recognizing, I'm seeing the same kind of things where it's like, ah, I'm pushing the things off that I need to be aware of. So we have to feel the things that we, we're going to feel. Um, the idea of a tunnel. So a nice little easy way to, to kind of picture this is our emotions are kind of like driving into a tunnel. You know, us prairie folk, <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of tunnels we go through, right? And so maybe, I don't know if it's maybe, if it's just, you know, me, maybe it's other, other people. Like, we can go to BC and you, you go drive through a tunnel and it feels like, whew, this is the last place I want to stop, right? I do not want to have car trouble and have to pull over in the middle of a tunnel, even if there's space to be able to do so, right? When we enter a tunnel, we want to get through all the way to the other end. Our emotions are very, very similar. When they start, they like to and prefer to go all the way through to the other end. And what does that mean? That means that we notice them and we're able to express, right? Again, going back to the idea of expression is a key, key part of, our, of emotional health. And so if, if that image helps you, you know, in terms of how can I push, not push necessarily, but just allow these things to move through me right to the end. Um, and I don't think I necessarily um, answered that question, actually. Um, but, well, but, but I want to get back to this last slide and just the relationship between the, the three, and that will kind of answer some of this a little bit. Um, so our ability to feel, not only think about what our feeling is crucial. So what do I even mean by that? I think one of the best ways to describe it is if we can notice... And this is the question, you know, I, I, and I let, I, when I see people in counseling, I let them know. You're going to get tired of me asking this question, but it's an important question to constantly keep in front of our mind, is what do I notice? And what that means is, what am I noticing in my thoughts, and what am I noticing in my, in, in my emotional feelings, and also what am I noti- noticing, especially in our bodily sensations, right? Because, you know, back to the, if you remember the first um, seminar I did, and gave the, the hand model for the brain, right? Where this part of the brain is called the limbic system, and it creates emotion. And then the first place it goes down is into our physical body before it comes back up to our cognitive brain, okay? So the reason why it's important is that, and it all happens lightning fast, of course. It's not like it's a slow-moving process. But what's important is that our physical bodies 
is where our emotional processing mostly happens. Not that our, our cognitive uh, brains and our thoughts, they do and they can play a, a very much a, a significant role. But we cannot lose the, this container that we have. Um, it is just an extension of, of, of this up here, okay? So what it looks like is being able to notice what, are, what we're noticing and give attention to it. If you picture yourself, you know, like even, even in, in relationships with other people, um, and maybe you can think about yourself as a parent or, or whatever. Um, but as someone is trying to give you, you know, get your attention, right? Uh, when we're at our best selves, we're able to give our, our, those people in our lives as much attention as we're capable of. Um, when I'm at my best in terms of, of, of being a parent, and, and I notice, I'm noticing something in my kids, and maybe they're not, they're not asking for my, my attention uh, directly, but I'm noticing things, maybe noticing uh, moods or body language, whatever it might be. When I'm at my best self, I'm able to be fully present with them. That is an extension of how we can be with ourselves. Can I be present with myself in all my stuff? And from a faith perspective, I, th this is not based on any scholarly work, okay? I don't have any exegesis for this. This is just kind of my own, the way I, I see it and approach it. I think when we give other people our presence, and I think just as importantly, when we give ourselves our own presence, I think it's a reflection of the image of God in us. And I think if we picture God being able to be present with us, and if we believe that, that we are created in the image of God and that we carry the image of God with us all the time, I think being able to be present with us, with, with others and with ourselves, is a reflection of the image of God in us. And so I think it's vitally important to be able to practice. Um, our feelings come up when we rest. Without rest, we're working at something, and performance and feelings are at odds. Um, and our feelings come up when we, when we play. Um, play doesn't come up for real, and the expression of our emotions can come out in a more safe space. Right? So play, may not come, may, play doesn't count for real, but the emotions do. Right? I mean, some, how many times have you, you know, thinking uh, back to either, you know, people saying this to me, maybe more so like when I was a kid or me saying this to my own, my own kids, right? Like when you're playing a game or how many times have you said to people, it's only a game, right? It's only a game. Like why are you making this such a big deal? It's only a game that's accessing something in there, right? When people say, oh, I can't play that game, I get too angry. It, it makes me too angry, right? Whatever it might be. No, 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 no. The, the anger's already there. <laughs> There's anger there somewhere. The, the game just allows it to come out, right? Um, you know, it's that, that phrase, uh, a cup can only spill what it contains, right? But these kind of things give us access. They give us access to things that, that can be expressed in, at times in a more safe way. Um, And there's my email again. If you have any kind of questions whatsoever, feel free to ask. Um, and again, I, I want to say thanks for, for having me here. And, and again, I, I just think 
I, I want to say thanks for, for Pastor Russell and for you as a congregation to give this, this content, this kind of a, a space. Um, and because it's in, this is important. Um, and I think it's, I don't know, it's, it's just so hard to, to, to tease out our spirituality from our emotional lives and our physical lives, right? We, we've done a disservice to ourselves by, by breaking ourselves down into little bits and pieces. So, so thanks for, for, for having me. What I want to do as, as I wrap up is just, um, I want to um, read a prayer for you. Um, Uh, it's a prayer by, it's written by a guy named Thomas Keating, um, and it's called a welcoming prayer. And um, it's something that I kind of reflect on once in a while. And it's, it's this idea that the things that come into our lives um, are meant for our healing. And I, I don't want to romanticize that too much, because... The things that often come into our lives are so difficult and so hard, and, and, and they, they create um, a lot of pain. And can we see that also God with us and, and, and his presence with us? And I think the first, the first you know, uh, seminar I did, I talked about at the end, I just talked about the idea of, you know, in the Bible reading, um, all the different instances of, you know, do not be afraid. And can we see that as not as something that is, is waggling its finger at us, saying, you know, in a condemning way, but can we see, do not be afraid from a, from a God who is trying to draw us close um, and trying to be, have us and him be near to us in our fear. So the welcoming prayer goes like this. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person or myself and I open to the love and the presence of God and the God's action within amen thank you the last song is number 553 number 553 in the suite by and by There's a land that is fairer than day And by faith we can see it afar For the Father waits over the way To prepare us a dwelling place there In the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore 
If you don't have them already, on the back uh, oh, lectern, then there is a bunch of questions that you can take home that Wayne provided that will give you uh, the framework to think more about what it is that he's been talking about. And there is a lot to chew on there, and I think that it'd be good for all of us if we did. But for our benediction, we turn to the book of Thessalonians, First Thessalonians. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Go now and serve our wonderful Lord. <clears throat> Had that one lower than what I meant to play that, so it was a bit low, I guess, eh? <laughs> to our bountiful Father above, we will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift of His love. And the blessings that hallow our days In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore In the sweet by and by We shall meet on that beautiful shore You are dismissed. <laughs>